Hello and welcome back to the Daily Study of the Way of Mastery. I am Jason Amoroso, your guide, and today we continue with Lesson 5, The Keys to the Kingdom, Section 6, The Importance of Humility. And we're going to continue with Paragraph 8, where Jeshua says, While you remain in existence, the creations of consciousness that are unlike love have created a whole lot of vibratory patterns that would just love to pull you down. Therefore, the discipline of the mind that is required is to recognize that, while the body lasts, there can be a delight in consciously repeating the decision to teach only love, selectively choosing only the vibrational patterns to be allowed into your consciousness that reflect the truth and the beauty and the worthiness of who you truly are. So this can be a little bit of a dense paragraph. So let's take a look at it. So while you remain in existence, and he means in what seems to be this this body in this 3D world, not existing as a a consciousness. So while you remain in, in the body, the creations of consciousness that are unlike love. So consciousness is not limited. Everything is allowed to be. There is nothing because it's all God. So there's nothing. God's not like, oh, can't have that thought, right? In the in the in the consciousness soup, there's nothing that is not not allowed to be. It's all okay. Now, I have a thought in consciousness. Uh, maybe I'm an elephant, but clearly I'm not an elephant. But that thought is okay. It's not a wrong thought. It's just not true. So lower vibratory consciousness is just not true. Separation, the tiny mad idea, that thought's allowed to exist. Our problem is we focus, we hyper-focus on it. We believe it to be true. And when we buy into it and believe it, we have a certain experience. We f- we're afraid. We feel separate. We feel like we have to be in survival mode and, and everything that we need is outside of us. We kind of forget what we are because we're so hyper-focused on the little tiny blemish. And this is referencing language in A Course in Miracles. So the creations of consciousness, because they're not limited, they're just lower vibration. Anger, fear, hate, judgment, separation. They're not true, but the experience, the vibration of them is lower. And that that consciousness wanting to get more of it and attract more of it, it's allowed to be – Right. Energetic vampires, people who are like trying to take your energy or consciousnesses that are trying to siphon your energy so they can feel more powerful like that's allowed to be evil is allowed to be. But think about Christ and and Jesus, Jeshua and his consciousness. It's all allowed to be, but it doesn't have an effect on one if one is holding a higher consciousness. It's like, yeah, that can all like think about it in like a a sandbox. Like, oh, yeah, all the lower consciousness can hang out and play over in that sandbox over there. There's nothing wrong with it, but I'm not choosing to participate. I'm going to hang out in my sandbox over here because it's what I choose. It's what feels good to me. Now, if I want to go into the other sandbox, I can choose that, too. If I want to buy in and believe and invest my energy in those lower vibratory thoughts, I can do that. And maybe I forget. I get in there where I forget, and then I need a little reminder. Oh, you know, I like I like hanging out over here in, in love and peace and oneness and union consciousness a little bit better. So I'm gonna choose. I'm gonna come back over here and hang out over here. So I think this is an important context to set. 
it's all God. It's still not duality. So the creations of consciousness that are unlike love have created a whole lot of vibratory patterns that would just love to pull you down. But that's, you're not a victim to those. You're not at the mercy of those. They can't pull you down without your permission on some level. So Jeshua is saying, this is the teaching, the discipline of the mind. This is the practice to discipline the mind. And it's required is to recognize, to re-know that while the body lasts, there can be a delight in consciously repeating the decision to teach only love. It doesn't have to be a heavy drag. It doesn't have to seem like a fight or a battle. It can be a delight. Bringing awareness, activating the witness consciousness. Oh, there my mind goes wanting to invest in thoughts of I'm not enough again. There it goes. Look at it. It's telling me I'm a piece of crap. Look, at that's where my mind goes. Oh, it's such a delight to see that and to consciously with intention choose to love myself, to see myself as I really am, to teach only love. And when Jeshua says teach, it doesn't mean like go out into the world and talk and preach and try and convince or convert anybody. No, we teach love by being love, by demonstrating love, just by being who we and what we are. That's that's what Jeshua means by teaching. And he continues, selectively choosing only the vibrational patterns to be allowed into your consciousness that reflect the truth with a capital T and the beauty and the worthiness of who you truly are. And that T is lowercase. And then it also makes me think about Abraham. Abraham Hicks, channeled through Esther Hicks, uh, which is always which they're teaching my understanding of them as I've been studying them or following them for a long time now. Uh, is around choosing the best feeling thought that you are able to access to in that moment. So if you're feeling really low and depressed and down, you may not be able to choose and access joy right away just through your thinking. But you can see what is like, I think about it as like, if if you're going from the basement up to the 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 roof of the house, you may not be able to jump up three stories, but maybe you can take the stairs. And what's what's one step at a time? What's the next best feeling thought that can help you move out of maybe the thought of like, I'm unworthy. Maybe the thought of I'm feeling unworthy, right? Even that distinction is important because saying I am unworthy, that's like who and what I am. But when I say I'm just feeling unworthy in this moment, and I just added those extra couple words. It's an acknowledgement, a recognition that, one, it's a feeling, and feelings are not what I am. Feelings are not who I am. They're temporary. They're fleeting. They come and they go. And when I say in this moment, it means right now I'm feeling unworthy. But just that statement uh, shows and demonstrates there's a little bit of perspective that this is temporary and transitory and not permanent, where when I say I am unworthy, it's more of a permanent statement about my being. I am unworthy. So that's an example of choosing a better feeling thought that maybe I still feel crappy, but I'm feeling a little bit less crappy. And then what, how can I take the next step up going from I'm feeling unworthy in this moment. What's the next step up? And I just keep doing that until I start to feel differently. I'm choosing higher vibra vibratory pattern thinking. 
So Jeshua is saying delighting in this and selectively choosing only those to be allowed in your consciousness that reflect the truth and the beauty and the worthiness. Now, Jeshua also says that we are not to deny or repress our feelings. So you can end in just allow, giving ourselves permission and accepting whatever feeling we're experiencing in the moment allows it actually to pass through. It's when we resist or deny or we make those feelings wrong or we, or we need to feel like we need to change or fix them that they kind of get stuck and then they, you know, what you resist persists and it grows. So when we allow the feelings, even the lower feelings, we allow them to pass through and then they don't have, they don't have the same effect on us. And the same with a thought. When we resist or deny or judge or fight a thought that we're having, it grows. Now we're fighting negative thinking instead of, oh, look, there's a there's a thought. There's a negative thought. There's a low thought that I'm that I'm not enough, that I'm a piece of garbage, that I'll never have what I want. Oh, look, when we have that. Oh, look, and we have that witness uh, uh, ability and consciousness. We create a little bit of a separation and that separation can grow. So an important paragraph. Jeshua continues in paragraph nine. Judgment cannot reflect such light. Anger and hatred cannot do it. Fear and paranoia, fear of rejection, fear of the opinions of others and such vibrations can never reflect the regal grandeur of your being. Therefore, understand well that humility is absolutely essential. Paradoxically, as greatness is expressed through you, the temptation still will be to allow egoic energies to make a home in your mind. The ego's voice will say, boy, you are really quite a master, you know. You really deserve all this adulation. Why don't you keep 10% of it for yourself? Great little paragraph here. And we know this, right? We know that when we're in judgment, when we're in wrong making, when we're in denying what is and fighting with what is and making things wrong, I think of that Rumi quote, beyond ideas of right and wrong, there is a field. I will meet you there. How beautiful. Jeshua says that judgment can't reflect the light that you are. When we're in anger and hatred, it cannot. Fear and paranoia, fear of rejection, fear of the opinions of others, and how much of the world is... Uh, designed or set up, and I would say designed by the collective ego self to keep us in fear and paranoia. Watch the news. It keeps you in fear and paranoia. Look at social media. Look at advertising. It's keeping you comparing yourself to some created standard that you're not enough. It's creating division so you judge your neighbor so that you're afraid of them and there's more division. There, that, that, that in and of itself is a, is a consciousness that is operating. And that if we're not, uh, if if we can easily choose not to awaken to that, and we can operate in that matrix, so to speak, that paradigm, and it creates a certain experience, which Jeshua is like, you don't have to experience this. You can experience reality. You can experience heaven. That's what this whole teaching is. So we're kind of fish swimming in this matrix of lower vibration, and then we start to wake up. And we start to make a different choice of what we're paying attention to. And we turn off the news and we turn off the social media and we see these ways that we compare ourselves and we see the the division, the attempt to divide and we make a different choice. He says, these can never reflect the regal grandeur of your being. 
I love that, the word regal, grandeur. You know, can we experience ourselves that way? We can. Are we willing to open to the idea that this is our true nature? So humility is absolutely essential, he says. And he says, as greatness is expressed through you, the more we surrender, the more we are humble, knowing that uh, of myself, I do nothing. The more we realize it's it's life spirit moving through us, expressing through us, and we will do great things. These things and more you shall do, Jeshua says. As these things are expressed through you, there still will be a temptation to allow the egoic energy to take a home in your mind. And the ego's voice will say, yeah, you're a master. Look at how great you are. Look at how enlightened you are. Look at all these other sheeple. Look at all these people that don't know who they are. They're not putting in the work. They're not, they're, they're not committed. Oh, look at them. They're, they're still like buying into this old dogma religion of an old man in the sky and that we're born sinners. Look at these people. These people are so sleepy. Or whatever other version of uh, the ego, uh, spiritual ego can be as well. Look how great I am. And and keep 10% for yourself. You know, I like that number because it's not super big. Because if it was super big, you'd be like, oh, that's too much. No, but it's it's 10%. So give God 90% and you just keep 10% for yourself. It's it's not a lot. So where, I love that. It's like a, it's a great number. Where are you doing this in your own life? Potentially, like look around at your life and where are you taking maybe just 10 percent of the credit, even a little bit, because it feels good. It makes you feel special. Again, the ego is all about specialness. So where do you want to feel special in making money in how you're portrayed on social media in what the other parents see and think of you, uh, you know, in, in school and the other kids and their parents? Think about just the different ways that maybe you're reserving just 10% specialness for you. Jeshua continues, a master accepts the love and the gratitude offered by those whom his or her teachings have touched and gives it all to God, recognizing that of themselves these things could not have been done. Beautiful. And a master, I would say, doesn't necessarily mean that you have to like be totally healed and have all your issues resolved. It's mastery is a way, it's a path. And so even the, and we'll see in a second, even the master in uh, humility is like, I may be seen as a master, but I'm always still learning. I'm always on this path of mastery. It never ends. And a master accepts, receives the love and gratitude, doesn't have fake humility, like Jeshua says in the beginning, like, oh, thank you so much. Like, I, you know, it's, it, this doesn't, you know, it's really, thank you so much, but no, no, no. But we're inside, we're like, yes, that feels so good. No, the master receives it in full. Thank you. You know, I, sometimes I remember l- listening to this thing about um, when we have trouble uh, receiving compliments. Somebody gives us a compliment. We're like, oh, no. You know, and then we deflect it in some way. Instead, try this. Next time somebody compliments you, just simply receive it and say thank you. Yes, that's true. It might seem that might seem egotistical. It might seem so uncomfortable because you're not used to receiving it and owning it. And inside or out loud, you could say, "And I give it all up to God." Oh wow, you're you know you're so skilled and so great at this. Wow, that's so wonderful. Thank you. Yes, that's true. And I give it all up to God. 
because you recognize that of yourself these things could not have been done. You give all the glory, all the credit to God. Now, our ego hates this. The ego wants to keep some of it. Well, I'm the one putting in the work. I'm the one that's sacrificing. I'm the one that's efforting. It's not God. So some of it, I got to save for me. There it is. That's the 10%. All right, last two paragraphs. Jeshua continues. I learned, too, to be tempted. When those would come to me who are sick, found healing in my presence. It was tempting to want to say, yes, look what I've done. I've really earned this. I spent 40 days and 40 nights in the desert. I've been to India and Tibet. I've been to England. I've studied with all the masters of Egypt. Yes, I really deserve to be seen as a healer and a teacher. Boom. Love that. Love learning more about Jeshua's life. So I think that word too, again, not to harp on certain words, they just they just stand out to me and that's how I process information. Jeshua says, I learned to be tempted. He learned it. It wasn't, I guess, something that was just natural. It just it was a learned behavior to be tempted. So even Jeshua was tempted. This is love the like the, he's honest in these things and more. You like he's giving us the way, saying, I've I've gone through all these things, too, because in the Bible, it's like, oh, he's born perfect. He knew exactly who he was. He had no issues, no fear, uh, you know, whatever. But he's saying, no, I was I'm, I'm my human experience was very much like yours is. My process of awakening is like yours is. And when those would come to me who were sick, found healing in my presence, it was tempting to want to say. Oh, look what I've done. But notice how he said what words he uses. When those who would come to me who were sick found healing in my presence. Even there is humility. He didn't say when those who came to me who were sick and I healed them. He didn't say that. They found healing in my presence. This makes me think about in um, a different section, only love heals. No modality has ever brought about healing, although it may create a space in someone's consciousness to choose love. When we are ready to heal, when we are ready to choose love and we take responsibility for it, healing happens. So Jeshua is not saying I healed them. He says they found healing in my presence. They received healing. And then he's honest. He says, hey, look what I did. I've, I've, er, hey, I've earned this. I've put in the work. I did 40 days and 40 nights in the desert. Who else is doing that? I went to India and Tibet. I went to England. This is before jets, right? This is before you hop on a plane and just fly. The amount of time it took to travel and all of these things that he may have experienced. India, Tibet, England, none of the things that we that we hear about traditionally. I studied with the masters of Egypt. I deserve this to be seen as a healer and a teacher. That's the 10%, right? So he's acknowledging that. And he continues in paragraph 12. This will be our final paragraph. He says, but I learned through humility to remember the simplicity that of myself, I can do nothing. I cultivated within myself the art of always being a student of love and not the professor of love who thinks he is done just because he has a lot of letters after his name. I love that. Even Jeshua, who so many of us uh, are 
looking to and inspired by and learning from, this is the sign of the master. This is humility. I learned to be a student of love. I cultivated within myself using cultivated. He grew within himself the humility and the art of being a student. So if he can grow within himself, so can we. And it comes with practice and practice and practice. The simplicity that of myself, I can do nothing. The art of being a student of love, not the professor of love who thinks he's done just because he has a lot of letters. And that's referencing, that's also talking about yesterday. It was like, there's a part of us that when we say we're done, oh, I know all the things, I did all the things, I learned from all the masters, I know the chants or the words, I know all of it. It's right, it's knowledge, I know it intellectually. But if you're not embodying it, what good is the knowledge? And if love is always expanding, if love is the infinite depth of the ocean, as Jeshua says, then there's always more love to be experienced. There's always more nuances and subtleties and depths to it, even for a master like Jeshua. So he grew that humility. He grew that practice and the discipline of being on the path of mastery just as we can. And let's not compare ourselves to Jeshua and say, well, I'm never going to get there. You just start from where you are and that's enough and that's okay. So, Beautiful section here from Jeshua. I'm excited to continue tomorrow. And next time somebody compliments you, I encourage you to practice and see how this feels to say, yes, that's true. Thank you. And I give it all up to God. Have a great day. If you get value from this, like, subscribe, share, give us a good review, please send us an email. Hello at revelationbreathwork.com. And we'll see you next time.